of Ellington hung there, one on each side of the mirror, and frowned so sternly at me all the time I was in, especially if I dared peep in the mirror, which was the only one in the house that didn't twist my face a little. I always wondered how Marilla dared house-clean that room. And now it is not only clean, but stripped bare. George Whitefield and the Duke had been relegated to the upstairs hall. So passes the glory of this world, concluded Anne, with a laugh in which there was a little note of regret. It is never pleasant to have our old shrines desecrated, even when we have outgrown them. It'll be so lonesome when you go, moaned Diana for the hundredth time, and to think you go next week. But we're together still, said Anne cheerily. We mustn't let next week rob us of this week's joy. I hate the thought of going myself. Home and I are such good friends. Talk of being lonesome. It's I who should groan. You'll be here with any number of your old friends and Fred, while I shall be alone among strangers, not knowing a soul. Except Gilbert and Charlie Sloane, said Diana, imitating Anne's italics and slyness. Charlie Sloane will be a great comfort, of course, agreed Anne sarcastically, whereupon both those irresponsible damsels laughed. Diana knew exactly what Anne thought of Charlie Sloane, but despite sundry confidential talks, she did not know just what Anne thought of Gilbert Blythe. To be sure, Anne herself did not know that. The boys may be boarding at the other end of Kingsport, for all I know, Anne went on. I'm glad I'm going to Redmond, and I am sure I shall like it after a while. But for the first few weeks, I know I won't. I shan't even have the comfort of looking forward to the weekend visit home, as I had when I went to Queen's. Christmas will seem like a thousand years away. Everything is changing, or going to change, said Diana sadly. I have a feeling that things will never be the same again, Anne. We have come to a parting of the ways, I suppose, said Anne thoughtfully. We had to come to it. Do you think, Diana, that being grown up is really as nice as we used to imagine it would be when we were children? I don't know. There are some nice things about it, answered Diana, again caressing her ring with that little smile which always had the effect of making Anne feel suddenly left out and inexperienced. But there are so many puzzling things, too. Sometimes I feel as if being grown up just frightened me, and then I would give anything to be a little girl again. I suppose we will get used to being grown up in time, said Anne cheerfully. There won't be so many unexpected things about it by and by. Though, after all, I fancy it's the unexpected things that give spice to life. We're eighteen, Diana. In two more years, we'll be twenty. When I was ten, I thought twenty was a green old age. In no time, you'll be a staid, middle-aged matron, and I shall be nice old maid Aunt Anne, coming to visit you on vacations. You'll always keep a corner for me, won't you, Di, darling? Not the spare room, of course. Old maids can't aspire to spare rooms, and I shall be as humble as Uriah Heep and quite content with a little over-the-porch or off-the-parlor cubbyhole. What nonsense you do talk, Anne, 
laughed Diana. You'll marry somebody splendid and handsome and rich, and no spare room in Avonlea will be half gorgeous enough for you. And you'll turn up your nose at all the friends of your youth. That would be a pity. My nose is quite nice, but I fear turning it up would spoil it, said Anne, patting that shapely organ. I haven't so much good features that I could afford to spoil those I have, so even if I should marry the king of the cannibal islands, I promise you I won't turn up my nose at you, Diana. With another gay laugh, the girls separated, Diana to return to Orchard Slope, Anne to walk to the post office. She found a letter awaiting her there, and when Gilbert Blythe overtook her on the bridge over the Lake of Shining Waters, she was sparkling with the excitement of it. Priscilla Grant is going to Redmond, too, she exclaimed. Isn't that splendid? I hoped she would, but she didn't think her father would.